Hello and welcome to What's Showing On, the podcast where we watch a film or a TV show that's available on streaming and we talk about it. My name's Matt and I'm joined by the ever-roadworthy Mr. James Lambert-Jones. Hello there, again. Hello, how how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing better now that I've finished Baby Driver. Because uh, I have the film of this week. And a banana has uh, some relevance this this week. I put that down in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> when they said um, bananas is what they say in the film when um, uh, what is it when when are they when a deal has gone well. It's the code word. Yeah, and we say banana when we start the podcast. It's what we say to sync up every episode. So it's like the film was meant to be. Sadly, it wasn't. Gosh, I didn't think it was very good. <laughs> Well, we will get into that. Spoilers, uh, we'll obviously do... Um, yeah, we're saying spoilers for this episode as well, obviously. Um, and we're going to do the number score in a bit. So, um, just to introduce Baby Driver, 2017, directed by Edgar Wright. Um, written by Edgar Wright as well, I believe. Um, and stars Ansel Elgort. You know him? I'm glad you can pronounce his name. Because I saw it. And I just didn't want to try. I'm going to call him Baby. <laughs> yeah, call him Baby. Miles. Um, spoilers. Uh, then John Hamm and uh, what's his name was in it as well. What's his bloody name? Jamie Fox. Yep, Jamie Fox and the other guy. And we had we had Kevin Spacey and Lily James in it as well. So big old roundabout cast. Some good talent in the film, honestly, from a director that I really like. Um. Do you, want, do you want to do score now? Should I do score? Do you want to count, count us in? Yeah, all right, let's do the score. I'll count down then. I'm expect This might be our first disagreement. Okay, let's go. Three, two, one, four. eight. Four. Yeah. Bloody hell, four. Wow. Okay, so this is this is a what's showing on um, first right here. It's the first time we've disagreed. That's, a, that's four points. That's a, that's a significant disagreement. Yeah, it's... I didn't like it. I was, I was, I was, I was bored. You were bored. All right, I all right, was all right. bored. So, was... um, so what's your history with um with Edgar Wright as a director? You seen many of his films? I've seen his work with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, all of which are very good. I saw did he did uh, Scott Pilgrim? Then he? he did do Scott Pilgrim. What do you think of Scott Pilgrim? And. I didn't like that. No, I'm not a big uh, fan of it. I didn't think it was that good. Mm, agreed. I thought it was better than Baby Driver, but overall it wasn't. Really? As good. Okay. As, as his other stuff. I, I, th- I think he needs Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. That's to, interesting. You know, just provide a, a counter to him a little bit. Because he is good. Like I, I, I did spot during this film the stuff he's done in other films, like... The, the essentially spoiling the film in the first five minutes with um, when he's flicking through the TV yep. and all the lines that come up from the various movies he, he says in the film and various foreshadows, foreshadowing of the stuff. So I, I like that stuff. I just I just didn't like the film. It's interesting that he didn't use it this time for comedy. It's not a funny film at all. Um, I was kind of expecting a bit of comedy, but I was kind of glad to see there wasn't much. It was very straightforward. It was very... It was very much just what it was. It was just an action film, um, and I thought it was 
I thought it was excellent. I loved it. Yeah, I I liked the first thirty minutes or so, and then it was just a bit. Like when he he got out here and he was clean. I looked at the time left and I was like, wow, that was a really quick movie. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're half, we're half an hour in. So what's what's more to, to tell? So let's run through the um, let's run through the plot then. Do you want to give me a brief plot synopsis for Baby Driver? Uh, do you want to do the plot this week? I'll do the plot. Uh, yeah, you do it every week. You, you chose it. You, 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 uh, you chose it. Yeah, you chose no it. worries. So um, so the film uh, the film stars your man whose name I don't honestly remember what was it i can't remember what i called him baby he plays baby baby's a um baby b-a-b-y, B-A-B-Y. he uh, he is a uh, a getaway driver uh working for uh Kuben um and after doing a few jobs he decides that he wants out he meets a uh he meets a girl called deborah and he wants to start something with her he wants to drive away with her but he's pulled in for one more job which uh, which is the last act of the film, and uh, it doesn't go particularly well, and they have to deal with the consequences of that. So it's a pretty simple plot. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, and th- th- these are things that I like about it. I've got a whole list of everything I liked about the film, but I'd, I'd be interested to hear what didn't work for you then. What didn't work? Mm. So Jamie Foxx's character... He, did, you know, he, he he did a good performance, but his character was just so comically evil. Yeah. I just thought it was stupid. Okay. It, it was just so dumb. Same as John Hamm. So I, isn't I just it? think. Well, John Hamm was a bit more grounded. I've well, not maybe not grounded. By the end. The right, right <laughs> By word, the end, he was. He, he was more belie- believable. Yeah, like he 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 snapped at the end, but it was more believable. I thought. Because Jamie Foxx, n- nobody would do any hot jobs with that guy because he's just clearly mental and an idiot. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, I just didn't like it. it. It was just a bit too silly. I didn't like the relationship between Baby, B-A-B-Y Baby, <laughs> and the girl. Because it just, again, it was just wasn't believable when watching it. He just turns up at a cafe. He broods for a little bit, and then she wants to run away with him. And it's just kind of weird. It just fell apart. I don't think they were very good together. I Like, their relationship didn't feel earned. It just kind of immediately happened. Okay. And that was kind of the main driving force for the, you know, second two-thirds of yeah. the film. So if they fell flat for me there, it just it was I thought it was too long. Really? Okay, yeah, no, that's that's. I fair. don't think you needed. I don't think you needed the the middle heist because there was three, weren't there? There was the one at the start, then there was the first one with Jamie Fox, and then there was the last one with Jamie Fox. That's right. I yeah. think that the the the. The first one with Jamie Foxx, you, you had the nose guy and the the guy with the hat tattooed on his neck. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, yeah. I, thought, yeah, I yeah. don't think that was necessary. I thought that was too long. I think maybe could have combined a little bit of the last really? heist with meeting the Jamie Foxx character. Because it was too See, long. It was boring. That introduces, it was just, us to, it introduces us. And structurally, I mean, everything in films is, of, is made up of threes, right? So... 
having three, yeah. having like those three um, heists. I mean, the first one is literally it's the intro. Um, you know, it's the, it's the intro. Uh, what, what do they call that? I can't remember what they call it. It's the opening set piece, isn't it? It's, we start in media res, if you want to use yeah. some fucking Latin. Um, you know, we start in the middle of things. You have to have that opening one. If you start the film anywhere else, it you know it doesn't sell you on the purpose of the film. You oh, also yeah. have you have to have that last one as well because it's the whole you know it's 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 the climax. It's like this, the third yeah. act is like the entire high. So you have to have that. If you don't if you don't have anything between those two, you've just got nothing. <laughs> you know, you, you have to you have to have something between those two. And and that's I mean the second heist I just, is probably my favourite action set piece of the film that second heist where they're trying to escape the man in the truck. Yeah, but it's just uh, I was I was kind of bored. I, I think it was the relationship between Baby and Deborah. Yeah, which I just didn't like because she I I didn't see a reason for her to like him or for. I, I get him because like he's a, he's a bit weird, and she's listening to music, <laughs> and he likes music, and he obviously had a a, a weird growing up. But for just it, she seemed odd. She just accepted his behaviour instantly, and then ran away west with him. It was just, yeah. it was just seemed a bit of a shallow character. It was just for him to simply have a have a point in the film. So. I did, that was probably the the bit that brought it down. Just made it boring. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd I'd agree with you there. I mean, their relationship probably was the bit that was um, for me that that was the part that didn't work as well as the rest of the film. I thought that I honestly I thought the two characters had really good chemistry together. I really loved them. I thought they were really cute together. Um, I mean, I really like Lily James. I've not seen her in an awful lot. I'm struggling to think of anything at the moment that I've seen her in, but I do like her. I, I, but no, I, 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 what I really liked about the film was just how sincere it was. I felt that, like there was a lot of sincerity, and I, I, I like that there wasn't, it wasn't taking the piss out of itself at all. It, it felt like it was honest and optimistic. And yeah, I mean, what you were saying about uh, Jamie, Jamie Fox being like really cartoonishly evil, like yeah, I agree with that. But I liked it. It was so black and white. It was a really simple plot. The point of the film isn't necessarily the the plot. It's it's the fun. It's it's being drawn into this world of of music and and of cars. And I hate cars. You know, I I know you like Fast and Furious franchise. I'm not a fan. I don't do cars. But I was so drawn into the. I mean, I don't do. I I I, I okay. I'm not a fan of cars. I'm a fan of Fast and Furious because it's stupid. Okay. That's, so not for the cars. I don't, I don't care about the cars. Oh, I'm learning. And there, there was things. no cars. There was. It wasn't about the cars in this film. Well, it wasn't. It was just not about uh, the cars. It's about the driving. Weren't necessary. Yeah, because the cars could have been anything. It, it wasn't. Ex- I mean, the the driving. Was... I I I. I thought the drive. See, I thought that was even kind of. Dull. Really? I, I was expecting, you know, epic chasing. It was <laughs> just were, him sliding about a bit in a car. Yeah, it was amazing. Doing some incredible maneuvers. I was expecting them to be better. <laughs> better? Because the film's based around a get to be a getaway driver. I was expecting something with a bit more wow. So Fast but and Furious has spoiled you. see you. those in any action films. <laughs> You've been completely spoiled. No, it's not about You've the been... cars or the driving. <laughs> You've been spoiled by car food. Fast and Furious is dumb. In Fast and Furious 9, they fucking drive to space in Does the ninth film. Have you seen it? Because why not? They drive to space with magnets. 
And that's not even the most ridiculous bit. John Cena's Vin Diesel's brother. Yeah, I... That's the most ridiculous <laughs> bit compared to driving to space. <laughs> no, do you know, I... Got Helen Mirren with a straight face saying, oh, they've got similar facial features. With a straight face. That's why she's got Oscars. Have you seen Have you seen uh, Fast I Nine? Assume. I've, I've seen bits of it. I think I started watching it the other day. I've, I've read a bit about it. Like, oh, you can't be spoiled on Fast and Furious. I just, <laughs> you really I just can't. read articles on it. <laughs> no, no, I think I know every. Pretty uh, much oh, yeah. Everything I've, watched, I've seen a few clips, though. Uh, okay. So I um I really yeah. thought that Baby Driver felt like a really pulpy. like It felt like a B movie to me. It felt like this weird. Kind of, this kind of weird film that you'd find like in a blockbuster in the 90s on VHS. I mean, obviously, it had like a high budget and it was very well edited. It's very well put together. But it, it's just that whole like, um, it's the sincerity of it. It's, it's the fact that, you know, there was, there was no ambiguity in the plot. You've got good guys and bad guys. Um, and I, I just really liked it for that reason. Like it was, it was a simple plot and it's just oozing with so much personality. You get so much charm out of Edgar Wright. But it's just a joy to mo- watch. Most films are just simple plot though. Most films are a simple plot. Yeah, like, most have a good, a good and a bad. Is like we're not talking about most films at the moment. I'm, I'm, it wasn't. I'm like, I'm, true. I'm dead set on on Baby Driver. Just, I think where it really excelled is just like, it, it, it didn't need to take the piss out of itself. As I was saying, like, it was just, it was just so not even honest isn't the right word, but it wasn't, it wasn't trying to be anything other than what it was. Um, and the music was also much fun as well. I mean, I'm, I'm as you know, I'm a big fan, a big, uh, you know, I'll, I'll speak out in, in lecture theatres about how much I love uh, Dad Rock. Um, and, and this was Dad Rock the film. You know? It was, all the components were good. The editing, the acting and the music choice. The, the components were all good, but I just think the final product was a bit, lackluster so what what would you do with, to improve it then baby driver uh impro- i haven't thought about that i um putting you on the spot well i, I spoke i don't know yeah i'd, I'd tone jamie fox's character down a little bit i'd get rid of the love angle is the f- first thing i'd do in my okay so i mean i th- writer and director opinion <laughs> yeah cool. I mean, it's a difficult no question, experience in the field whatsoever <laughs> um but yeah i just i'd actually I, yeah i just i think the first thing i'll just change the relationship between baby and deborah do you think that I'd needed more time not having that relationship there oh really i think it needed no time at all i think it needed to get rid of it because he, oh, he wow. could have wanted to leave by himself he could have wanted to leave the crime world by himself. Like, he pays off his debt and then, oh, he's dragged back in unfairly. It's like, he still has his, like, self-motivated to get out. It just seemed a bit shoehorned in to just have a girl there mm. who falls in love instantly with him. I think you could just take that out. Could, do you think you could have replaced... I think the film would have been better for Do you it. think you could have replaced um, his relationship with Lily James with... Um with his I, I i don't know how he was related to the man he was caring for but him that was his foster his foster dad yeah do you think well yeah i don't think he i don't think you need to replace it because that was there anyway yeah but the, that was already you could if you if you you could maybe add a few more scenes if you take out the the love subplot mm. 
But I, I just, I think that subplot was the main thing. Every time they were on screen and it wasn't a heist or a, a chase scene, it just wasn't very interesting. The film just stopped dead. And yeah, I think just get rid of it. Fair. That was definitely the weakest part, and it was probably for me the part that brought it down to a fall. Wow. Okay. Every time they turned up on screen, it was just like. Ugh. So, um, moving on from that, I'm, nah. I was just going to say that um, I thought the. Um, so I, I really liked the film um, from the start. I, I really had a fun time with it. I've literally just saw it about. I think I finished the film about two hours ago. So, full disclaimer, recency bias. I tend to love any film that I've just seen. Um, but I, I particularly loved just that entire last act from, you know, from the time they were doing the um, the final heist to Baby running away and then just being pursued relentlessly by John Hamm. I just kept on laughing at how ridiculous it was that he just... He kept surviving everything. He just kept turning up. And it was so... It was so aware that he was a comical villain because he was being coated in all this red lighting. You know, when they're in the um in the in the showdowns with the car and they're like they're doing like the tug of war almost, they're like yeah. trying to push each other off the um I just it I it's something like that. I just I think you get that creativity from Edgar Wright. Um and as I keep on going on about th- you know, there's no need to pretend that oh, you know, John Hamm he's always oh, you know, he's sad because actually no, he, he was sad because his wife or his girlfriend or whoever she was died. But even then I liked how yeah. much he I mean, was... his wife could have survived if she just, you know, ducked behind cover instead of standing up and trying to be Scarface and just shooting at the police. She could have easily survived. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she just stood in front of him and started shooting. It's like, what are you doing? The police were so shit in this film. They sucked. The what? The, the police. The cops. Oh, the police. Oh, the yeah, police. they were bad. The cops. Like when he was hijacking the car, at the end, he's running away. Were... Yeah, he's, he's he's like he's 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 jumping the car, and they just walk past him. He oh, he puts his head down. Oh, oh where'd he go? Whoa, <laughs> he's gone. It felt like GTA. Yeah, it felt like it felt like a, a stealth mission in a game where you just you're in the grass, so they can't see you. Um, <laughs> oh, he's uh, in a car. Damn it, we lost him. Do you know Killer Mike? I don't know Killer Mike. You don't know Killer Mike. Well, for anyone listening who knows Killer Mike, he was apparently in this. I didn't. I didn't recognise him in it. I think he's a musician and a political activist. Oh. I don't know much more than that. He seems pretty chill. He's got some Netflix um, shows. I think. Do him next week if you want. Good for him. I would say Ke- Kevin Spacey did have the best line in the movie though, when he says, "Is this the meme line?" Don't feed me li- Don't feed me lines from Monsters Inc. It pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. <That was laughs> yeah. Best line of the film. I thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna say because I was just blinded by the balls on that kid. Yeah, I was like, that hasn't aged well. <laughs> no, that's 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 the meme line, isn't it? Yeah. But no, it it, it was the mon- clearly the Monsters Inc. line. <laughs> Yeah, I know, absolutely. I mean, this is also the second film of uh, of the week that I saw with Kevin Spacey in, by accident. I watched um I watched Moon earlier in the week. I haven't seen it. Never heard of it. 
it's a good time. I was considering I was considering doing that. It's um, it was directed by Duncan Jones, who's David Bowie's son, uh, and it's got Sam Rockwell in it. Nope. Sci-fi, like Sa- I think I've heard the name. It's very very good. Yeah, I mean, even if we don't um, wait, name of who? Sam Rockwell. Um, yeah, Sam Rockwell. He was in um, uh, three billboards. What else has he been in? Iron Man two. Who is it? He's um Justin Hammer. Oh him. Oh that's that's the only thing I've seen him in then. Yeah, I'm going through his list on IMDb. That's the only thing I've seen him in. What other things has he been in? He's been in Moon. Yeah. Uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Must Seven Psychopaths. Have to, I like that film. It's Trolls World Tour. Not... He's in Jojo Rabbit. I can believe he's in Jojo Rabbit, uh, yeah. But yeah, just films I don't know. He's very good. He's very, very good. I highly recommend Moon or um, Three Billboards. He's a good time. Um, anyway, sorry, back to Baby Driver. I wish bloody Sam Rockwell had been in this. He would have been great in it. Um, I like the fact that when music wasn't playing, um, you could hear the, the tone of the tinnitus in his ear. I only heard that like twice yeah i think they should have done more with that i i noticed it when deborah gets out the car mm-hmm. and she shuts the door and you can hear the ringing and i was like oh that's a nice touch but that was like really the only time i heard it's, it i think it's i think they should have played up on it a kind bit of more. tense situations isn't it when he's running away from the police you can hear it as well um because i'm pretty sure all the music in the film is diegetic which means all the music diegetic Diegetic sound. Diegetic yeah. sound. That's what it's... Absolutely. Yep. That's... Just like... Um... I mean... Go on. In Short of the Dead, when they're doing... What is it? Don't That's Stop right, Me yeah. Now. What a hitting, hitting the, hitting the Good. zombie. Yeah, no, also Edgar Wright. Amazing. Um... Yep. It's his thing. Apparently so. Apparently so. So um, I was watching it and I was thinking about the... Um, the end of the film, and I, I was comparing it at the time to Hot Fuzz, and I was thinking that obviously Edgar Wright um, loves it. He loves to do these big finale spectacles. Um, didn't happen so much in The World's End, um, besides like a tense car sequence, but um, definitely in Shaun of the Dead and in Hot Fuzz, you, you do get that really, really chaotic ending sequence. Um, and I just appreciated that. It's an observation. I wasn't really going to turn that into a question. It was just something I observed. It's something I liked about the film. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I thought it had good bits, but the bits, for me, didn't make up a, uh, a good film in the end. <laughs> fair, fair play. Um, have you have you got anything to say? I'm aware we've been talking about this for about 24 minutes now, which is a bit shorter than we normally talk about films for, um, or the main film. I'd say we... it's about the same. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, because well, it's usually like half hour on a film, half hour on Loki. It's half an hour on Loki. Do you want to go? Do you want to move on the... to Loki now? Uh, yeah. We're a bit more in agreement on this one, aren't we? Yeah. It we didn't kind of. We didn't like episode three. No. It's halfway. Halfway. What were your thoughts on episode three? Uh, Why didn't you like I, it? It felt, like, it felt like a waste of time to me. 
Um, it felt like the point of episode three was, right, we're doing the character stuff now. And we're doing it in a completely sidelined adventure, which would be fine if there were like eight episodes long. But there are only six. So I feel like for each episode, we need to have like the main story of, of, of the show being yes. um, accelerated. And it felt like we'd oh. braked on this one and taken a, uh, you know, we'd taken a detour just to some other adventure. Yeah, the if you got if you're gonna have a character development episode, you actually have to develop the characters. Because like all we found out is Loki's by and he loves his mum. It's like whoop de doo. Well, you knew one of those like, things already. And we could you know assume the other one based on his uh, source material. And we learned a bit more about Sylvie, but it's kind of difficult because at the moment we don't really know what importance this character has. Yeah, I saw. Well, I, I saw online, and I, I kind of thought this a little bit during the episode that one of them is trying to enchant the other, or they they've both enchanted the other, and they're just trying to out enchant each other on this planet. Oh, interesting. It's like one of them's pulled a trick, like um, when Loki pulls out the the temp pad or whatever they call it. The what? And it breaks the oh oh the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that 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 being like an illusion of a broken one okay interesting but my problem with that is like that's a that's a fine idea with like these two magic people trying to out magic each other like that's good but there was nothing in the episode to indicate mm. that was happening because I I think it's true like I I I think you know something's not right I don't think what we saw was what actually happened but there was nothing in the episode to suggest something was amiss you're right yeah. like i, I th- if that does turn out to be the case it will probably be at the end of maybe next episode where it will just show a flashback to episode three maybe filmed from a different angle and just the show saying hey look this thing happened you didn't see it but it happened and we're showing you it. And that makes instead of just kind of dropping hints throughout episode three that something's a bit odd. And that makes for a frustrating watching experience in the moment where you do just want to watch the episode that's just come out. Um, obviously, Disney are, are dropping these episodes week to week. They've not just done them in a big um, binge session, you know. So it just felt really annoying to me that I sat down. I watched 45 minutes of the show that I was really enjoying and suddenly they've taken away kind of all the aspects that I liked about the show and they've just put me in this, albeit still fairly interesting, but ultimately disappointing side adventure that I that I wasn't, that I didn't sign up for, you know? Yeah, it's, they need something more obvious to show that, because this, it, it has to, I, I think, you know, something was amiss and one of them was using their magic and both or both of them were using their but magic. But like you said, if they, even if that is and the case, they, they didn't give us they didn't show they didn't it. give us any reason to think that yeah. might even be I mean they yeah, obviously that's something you can infer, but like in the moment it just makes for a really annoying experience. Well the episode didn't yeah. even resolve that arc. Next episode we're picking yeah. it back up and I don't want to. I want to get back into the main plot. I want to get back to Owen Wilson. You know? Like that's that that's why I liked the the first like couple episodes of WandaVision. Mm, me too. Because something was very obviously wrong 
it was just they they just slapped it in the viewer's face how you know the helicopter fell down from the sky and it was in color and it was like oh obviously something's different mm. but what what's going on it creates interest and not every show has and to have like a mystery box that's completely hidden that only a few fans would pick up on on reddit you know you have to play for the back rows so to speak you have to you have to if something's wrong you have to make sure that people are aware because yeah. i mean it's not just making sure people are aware the audience likes figuring stuff out yeah that's like that's why john watson exists in sherlock holmes it's so the reader discovers it before him yeah so they feel smug because they've got it before a character in the story i like that that's and it's just it's it, it's the usual example for this thing like sherlock gets it first and then through his explanations you're reading you're like oh yeah and then a few pages later watson gets it and you can say, oh, yes, Watson, you idiot. Imagine not getting that sooner. And you can feel, Even I figured that out. You feel out. dead superior to a character in the book. That yeah, sounds great. people like figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. it's, and that's, that's, you know, like the start of WandaVision. It's like, obviously something's wrong. Mm. And you feel good for knowing it and then questioning what could be wrong. And it makes it more fun. But what actual, if it's just, what evidence do you have that there is something wrong with episode three, that something's not real, that it's not taking place in reality, so to speak. The evidence from the episode, I don't think there's any. It's just, that was so bad, there has to be something (laughs) wrong. It's just, there was no evidence in in the thing. I mean, there there was a bit, maybe, um, when when Loki is singing, and he sings in Asgardian, Mm -hmm. which is just Norwegian, I think. Oh, is that actually... Yeah, I, I think it's just Norwegian. I think this is before they had like language experts to make their own thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, but when he's singing in Asgardian, I think um, Sylvie looks confused, which I might be meant, or it might sh- be showing that she doesn't know Asgardian, and she maybe didn't grow up as Loki. She's just taken the moniker okay. of that. Which, but that's maybe a stretch. Yeah, I mean, we weren't given any indication. I mean, I didn't get that myself um, from the episode. Because he, he's singing, he, he looks at her singing in Norwegian and she looks confused, like she doesn't understand what he's well, saying. Well, I thought she looked confused because he wasn't, they were meant to be keeping like a low profile, you know, <laughs> and he was doing the there's, there's that as well. Yeah. There's that as well. Um, so the actual performances um, of the episode, I thought, were hit or miss. I really, really like Tom Hiddleston again. I thought he did really well in this episode. He's always fun. Uh, I don't know who the actress is for Sylvie. I don't think she really worked for me. She, uh, she had moments, but it wasn't anything. It was a bit weird. Like her, her tantrum scream. Uh <laughs> It reminded me of me. (laughs) You were playing anime music. Absolutely. I mean, generally, just like anything, I scream like that whenever I get frustrated. You should try it, it's great. So I can't find anything she's been in that I've seen. Uh, Name some of it, name some of it. I want to see if I know any. Oh, she's been in Casualty. Yo! Uh, Well, we see. The same show. Mount, Mount. Mount Pleasant, Mount Pleasant, four o'clock, four o'clock club, election spy, flowers, uh, one tree yard. 
I didn't see that one. I just looked for the big series because they stand out more. You look for one three yard. Might be in that. Nope. Nah, shame. No one tree. Yard. Shame. I'm not seeing it. It's just. Uh, do you remember the whole thing about the the hidden Sherlock episode? Because the finale was so oh, shit. People, th- people yeah. thought that One Tree Yard was a made-up show from the BBC that was going to be the yeah, secret oh, yeah. final uh, Sherlock episode, and it always makes me laugh whenever I hear it. <laughs> just the the, the one-hour episode that would undo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fr- three and a half seasons. <laughs> That's the one. Just magically. Yeah. Just. Um, yeah, I, I, she didn't really work for me. If I'm being honest, I, I, I thought I thought it looked really good. I think. Oh, what do you think of the theory that Loki has stolen one of the Infinity Stones, namely the Time Stone? Um, I think it's an because... I think it's an irritating theory because there's no reason to believe it. Exactly. I, I... It's like when the building falls on him in the end, and he kind of it looks like he just reverses it. It looks like some time stone yeah. stuff, okay. but so I... again, make it obvious, just show me the first episode pocketing an infinity stone. Yeah, so that irritated me because, I mean, I was like, oh, you know, he's quite clearly, apparently, Loki now just has the power of telekinesis that we've never seen before. So either he has a, te- a time, uh, a, 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 what do they, sorry, an infinity stone, that's the one, fucking infinity stone. Yeah. So either he has one of those, and we weren't shown that. <laughs> or given any indication that he might have one which is like it's not terrible but it's kind of annoying or he just has these ambiguous power sets where he can apparently control large objects with his mind well see the the powers i i don't i'd like seeing more magic powers from the the god of mischief yeah. and magic because one of my because you know we haven't seen much of him in the film he's got some screen time but like one of my main problems is before he did the telekinesis thing and he blasted someone with a laser. One of the main problems I realised during episode three is it didn't have to be called Loki because other than making the things disappear and drying his clothes with magic, this could just be any guy. It's like he hasn't. There, there's mm. no point to him being Loki if he's not showing some magic because that's what I, I wanted to see and so far he does some sleight of hand and he tries himself yeah i mean i disagree and say that i don't i don't think loki is just his powers i, th- I think the character is it's not just but he needs more as the god of mischief <laughs> i i, I want to see a bit more than him doing some sleight of hand i felt like this episode he wasn't I, so there's one sequence that i really 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 liked um and that's when he um they came across that woman just like living on her own and he disguised himself as her husband. Yeah. And I liked that very much. It felt like a very morally ambiguous, weird, uncomfortable thing to do. And I like that. I want to be freaked out by him. Um, I, I just find it hard that there was a Bible thumper in some planet in the future <laughs> living in a, like some trailer trash. It's uh, kind of always stereotypical. It, it's it's, it's a like, constant oh. throughout time and space that there will be people like yeah. that living somewhere. Um, I, I just felt like this episode wasn't very fun. It wasn't. And the, the, was he pretending to be drunk, do you think? No. No, I don't see why because, he would again. Like we were given no indication why. Based on, based on what we know from four, mm. he 
when he's at like the drinking party in Age of Ultron, he has he brings like some special Asgardian ale because the you know the the usual stuff isn't strong enough. For he's him. in Age of Ultron. No, four is. Oh, okay, sorry. Not Loki. Right, right, okay. Um, I was about to say what's going on. Yeah, okay. But I know Loki isn't technically Asgardian, but and another thing is, I, I I would like for these types of shows if they sat down and worked out the power scaling. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. Because Loki is like a frost giant raised on Asgard. He's a strong guy, and yet. You know, in, in episode two, he's being thrown around by just random people. Yeah, I thought the same, um, this episode especially. And, you know, in this one, he's getting beaten up by just random faceless f- guards <laughs> until he's not. And he shows it and it's just like, it just doesn't fit. He feels extraordinarily like, helpless, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and he just, he shouldn't. I, I, I think it would be just a, a lot more consistent if somebody sat down and looked at the power levels and the power mm. scaling. Um, you see, I, li- I like the idea of a character who has to like rely on deception um, and trickery and, and charisma and, and guile a lot more than physical power. It's not something the MCU does very much. But he's just really yeah, shit at all that. Everyone he, sees he, through he, him. He's not like physically strong. He should at least be durable. Yeah. Like, he, he shouldn't be, you know... You know, well, he, he was running when they first got on the planet and they were running. They run like across the street to another little shack and he's like out of breath. And it's like, <laughs> mate, you showed in the first episode where the machine lasered your clothes off that you were jacked as fuck. Like, you should not be out of breath from running a hundred yards. Look, I mean, let he without, you know, without sin. You know what I mean, I wouldn't be able to run that distance without like... Without getting the ugly breathing, you know. <laughs> but you're not a, an ice giant. I'm not an ice giant. I am not jacked. I do not have a six pack. Yeah, overall, not very good episode. It wasn't my favourite. Are you particularly hopeful for the back half of the series? Or has this soured you on it? I mean, I, I, I wasn't particularly hopeful for the front half of the series. I only, I'm, I'm pretty much only watching this because it, it's good discussion for a podcast. Fair play. So I, I I wasn't gonna watch this until the the first episode like came out after we started doing yeah. this. So I was like, oh, that'll be that that'll be worth a discussion because it's it's current. Because all the other films we just kind of choose. We, well, well like Bo Burnham's inside. Thing. I wanted to choose. I wanted to absolutely. That's, that's true. I wanted yeah, to Bo prey Burnham. on people who were looking for discussion about that. I wanted to absolutely prey yeah. on them. And we found that one six-year-old who who listened yes time. thank you thank you dear 60 year old out there it could have been <laughs> thank you thank, thank you Rob yeah you might have just put in your age wrong yeah on Spotify just messing with the, the, the uh, messing with the statistics thanks mm. no that's uh and, and Lydia our, our one female viewer, yes thank you very driving much. that driving those demographics up through the roof <laughs> yeah whoever the German is because we don't we don't really know any German speaking individuals but probably just a VPN it might be a VPN you know might have been Mark or someone I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking of a, I'm, I might give you Broly next week. Right. So the, yeah. Okay. So to <laughs> um, Guess it might be I do not really care for Dragon Ball. Um, Dragon Ball Z. Um, I don't know very much besides like the memes. 
And uh, this you... is Dragon Ball Super, actually. What a monster is that when Goku's like 60 plus and listening that's to the podcast? After... That's just Akira Toriyama, when he made Dragon Ball Z, he because he... he was kind of on the fence about doing it, apparently. He, I'm naming, he said, I'm naming it Z because nothing can come after this. And oh. uh, a lot more things came after yeah. came after Dragon Ball Z. So the film a... that you're going to choose for me, which again... Well, I'm still thinking about okay. it. Okay. Like... So, you know, don't, we don't want to ruin the um, the very like concept of the show because like, you can't find Baron Amatsuri and the Secret Island on Crunchyroll. It's not on there. So the whole pur- the whole purpose of this show was showing on to find things on streaming. You can't find Baron Amatsuri on streaming. I mean, you can if you look on some different streaming websites. You can. I'm not sure how legal they are. Oh, <laughs> I ain't running them. Well, true, yeah, and we're 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 not con- we're not um we're not spokespeople for illegal uh illegal streaming of of anime films. So don't do it. Do it. Yes, very naughty. Absolutely. Do as we say, not as we do. Uh, Oh, should we uh, stick to? Let me check Crunchyroll. Yeah, you're more than welcome to see if. So, what's the the film is called Broly? Is it Dragon Ball Broly? Uh, yes, I think so. It was um. (laughs) Oh, hang on. Shows. How do I search on Crunchyroll? You, ser- you go to the search bar at the top. Top right? But I, I, I searched in there and it got like some... Oh, library results. Oh, the... Dragon Ball Z movies. Oh, these are the Dragon Ball Z versions. Okay. And we're looking for uh, Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. Right. So ba- basically the movies in Dragon Ball Z were filler. They, they were non-canon. Mm-hmm. And then with Dragon Ball Super... The mo- some of the movies they've taken a few of the characters like Broly and made them canon. So Broly wasn't so canon. He wasn't canon. Who is he? And then he 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 was just he was just for, for a film. He he was the legendary Super Saiyan, and he proved really popular. So we have the legendary Super Saiyan, and we have Broly the Second Coming. Then we have Bio Broly. None of these films I've seen. Um, and then Dragon Ball Super they. For the movie, they thought they'll take the character from one of these right. filler movies and make it part of the established, established. Okay. Lore. Will I need much context? Uh, probably not. It's just Dragon Ball. There's, there's a there's a quick film and then they fight. Uh, it's like forty minutes movie, thirty minute fight scene. Yeah. Okay. Well, if it's look, if it's under two hours, I won't complain. Oh yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> you know, Baron Amatsuri was a was a, was a treat, an unexpected joy. So uh, who knows? Broly might be um, it might be the new yeah. You know, it might be the new classic Studio Broly. It is. Oh, it's one hour forty. That's longer than one forty. It's pushing it. Yeah, I might give it because I was thinking. I was watching it a little bit earlier. The the taking of Pelham one two three. Okay. Is, uh, and the I think it's the original one, the 1974. Yeah, well, version. like like I said, I mean, I'm open to anything you choose. If it's if it's a film that I, I wouldn't otherwise watch, then that's that's cool. I just I like watching films, especially ones might, called Baby Driver. I like that a lot. I might uh, 
I think I'll choose Take Pelham. Yeah. Because that's a good movie. Well, we'll see, won't we? When the next episode comes out, we'll see the name of the episode and um, we'll see if that's actually what we do. Uh, should we? All right. Uh, is that it? Have we, do you reckon yeah. we've, 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 we've run the well dry? I think so, yeah, with Loki being as bad as it was. There wasn't much to toy with. So, I mean, if you if you had to choose between episode three of Loki, you have to watch again. You have to either watch Baby Driver or Loki episode three. What would you choose? You have to watch one of them. It's like Loki because it's shorter. I, see, that's the, what I was worried about you saying. Imagine if, um, all right, you have to watch Loki for the episode three, repeating for as many times <laughs> as as Baby Driver lasts, you know? And there's a gun to your head. <laughs> I don't know. I might just choose Loki again. Because I guess you could like, yeah, you could try to recite the film back, couldn't you? Did you ever tell? I did that. Yeah. I did that on a plane once. Went to America when I was a kid, and on the plane they had um they had Scooby Doo two, and I watched it back to back for as much as the plane ride lasted until like my fourth rewatch of the film. I could just quote it back. That's that's a that's a banging film though. That's a that was a top tier childhood movie. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Very, I, apparently, I must have liked it when I was a kid. I watched it so much. Oh wait, no. Am I thinking of the first one with Rowan Atkinson? Yeah, yes. Yeah, Sp- uh, yeah. Spider Man. That was a good one. Scooby Doo One is like actually hilarious and that's really I unironically good, yeah. kind of enjoy it as jank as it is. But the second one is just straight yeah, sec- garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's so shit. I think I was thinking of the first one. The first one was really good. We have a, 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 a scrappy do at the oh, end. Oh, Lord. Well, to be, the second one has Seth Green in it. Does it? Yeah, it got Seth Green in it. And he's, he plays the red herring of the film. And then you've got the. Um, I think there's just an unnamed villain who, like, he just stands on a rooftop going, Mystery Incorporated. He's yelling and he doesn't even have a name. Oh. Seth Green. Yeah, I was thinking of Seth Rogen. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, Seth, Seth Green. I do remember no. Seth Green being. Seth in Green it, yeah. is absolutely. I don't think Seth Rogen is. Seth Rogen should voice no, Scooby Doo. That'd be great. Well, not a guy who, who was Shaggy in the uh, first movie voiced Shaggy in the cartoon. Matthew Lillard. Until the, that's, that's until name, they yeah. fucked him over on Scoob. We should watch Scoob. Simon Cowell's in it. Oh. Uh, that's more of a reason not to. Absolutely agreed. Right, okay, let's call it there. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back next week either with Broly or um or something good. <laughs> cool. Thanks guys. Bye.